Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 49 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I want to talk to you about what to do when your website is not converting. What I mean by that is that you've got people visiting your website, but they're not buying, booking an appointment, or doing whatever else you might want them to do. That's a website conversion problem. And rather than focusing on getting more people to visit your website, you need to look at why the people who are visiting your website are not taking the action you'd like them to take and what you can do about it. Because once you've fixed that, you can then focus on driving more visitors to your website. It's a bit like the leaky bucket. You need to plug the leaks, or at least some of them, before you try and pour more water in the top. And it's a really common problem. And in fact, I think it's something, it doesn't matter how good your website conversion is, it can always be better. So why don't people buy when they visit your website? Well, broadly, there are three reasons why people don't buy or take whatever other action you want them to take when they visit a website. The first is that they're the wrong kind of visitors. Some of them are never or very unlikely to buy what you're offering. My mother-in-law told me months ago that she quite often visited my website. Now, she's never going to buy a website from me. She doesn't run her own small business and she has no intention of doing so. There will be people who visit your website and are never going to buy. It might be because of the price and or what you offer. Some people will just be looking for free information. Others won't have any need for your services. They're just being nosy. Or maybe they're competitors looking at what you're up to. Or maybe it's people looking to sell something to you. Or maybe they're website designers like me looking for inspiration. I quite often look at different websites. And if that's the reason that your website is not converting, then you either need to attract the right person or you need to change your offer to fit the people you are attracting. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. The second reason is it's not the right time for them. So sometimes you have an urgent need to solve a problem. So if you've got a child that's not sleeping, for example, and it's affecting you and your health, then that's a problem that you want to fix as soon as you can. Or if you need to buy a birthday present for somebody, you need it before their birthday. And you might be like me and you always leave it till the last minute. But sometimes there's not the urgency. I've been talking about getting a new sofa for about three years. Or maybe somebody's been thinking about outsourcing a part of their business but never quite got round to it. It's not been urgent. And sometimes you just deliberately start to research ahead of the time that you want to buy. And some people will buy a product or service as soon as they see it and know it's the right thing for them. Other people need time to think or more persuasion. And it may be that the people who are visiting your website are those kind of people. Now, sometimes you can persuade them to buy or to make an appointment earlier than they would otherwise do so. 
Or if they won't do that, you might want to persuade them to stay in contact with you so that you're top of mind when they do want to buy. So maybe they sign up to your email list or follow you on social media. The third reason is they're not persuaded by what you offer. Now, it might be that what you offer is exactly what they need and they would buy it now, but they're just not persuaded. Maybe they don't understand that you can help them. Maybe they think you're expensive, but actually if they understood the offer better, they would see it's worth it. Now, this is different to the kind of people who just find you too expensive because they're the wrong kind of visitor to your website. So if I were to go on the, I don't know, the Chanel website, for example, and look at handbags, I'm never going to buy one of those because that's just not who I am. I think they're too expensive for what they are. And it doesn't matter how much somebody tries to persuade me. And it doesn't matter if I've got the money. I'm not going to buy one. So I'm the wrong kind of visitor to the Chanel website. It's not that I just need persuading. Now, there might be a different objection. So these people leave without buying. And this and attracting the wrong kind of visitors are the two most common problems with the reason that websites don't actually convert. So what can you do? Well, of course, there are things that you can do. And those things that you can do depends upon the reason that people are leaving without taking action. It does help if you know why they're leaving without buying. But most of the time, you don't actually know. And therefore, you might need to try several things to fix the problem. But it does help to do some detective work first to see if you can work out why they are leaving without buying or indeed to just have a better idea. Analytics, so for example, Google Analytics or another similar analytics tool has a wealth of data that can help you. And in episode 33 of the podcast, I talked about the metrics that you should be viewing in order to help you understand what people are doing on your website. And the first thing to do is to look at where your visitors are coming from. This will help you understand how warm or cold visitors are, whether there's anything you can do before they visit your website to increase the probability they'll take action. I get quite a lot of visitors to my website through a couple of blog posts that I have, and they very rarely translate into clients. An odd one might do, and obviously some of those people will go onto my email list and some of those people will follow me on Instagram. But I don't think I've had anybody that's ever actually found me through SEO through a blog post and then become a client immediately. Clients have found me through SEO, through searching, for example, website designer Seven Oaks, and become a client straight away. So just knowing where clients have come from or where visitors have come from gives you an idea as to whether they, there is really the potential for them to become clients or whether they are in the camp of they're just never going to be clients. <laughs> because most people don't just stumble across a business and immediately purchase or take action. They need to see your business a few times first to get comfortable with you and for you be able to be able to build that know, like and trust factor. If your website visitors are coming from ads, you need to look at whether your ads are giving the right message to attract the right people. Because that message should be amplified on your website. There's no point in your ad attracting people with an offer, for example, that you're very cheap 
and then they come onto the website and they're looking at something that's, that's very different. So you might want to look at your ads copy and indeed the images that you use in your ads together with the copy on your website to make sure there's a seamless transition. Tweaking the ads might give a lower click-through rate but a higher conversion rate. Click-through rates aren't everything. As well as looking at where people are coming from, you should also look at which pages they're visiting and which pages they're leaving your website at. Are they getting beyond the home page? Are they viewing your services page and then leaving? If so, it might be they're not persuaded by what you offer. The second thing which I recommend you do is take a look at your website layout. Because your website should guide potential clients through exactly what they need to know to work with you or buy from you without the distraction of other unnecessary information. Nobody's got the time or the energy to wade through masses of information to find out what, find what they're looking for. They leave without taking action. So your homepage should guide them to the right place for them to find the information that they need. And if you need help with what should be on your homepage and how you should set it out, then we've got a homepage guide that you can download for free. The link is in the show notes and you can also find it on the downloads page on the website. The other thing about your layout is whether you're using calls to action to guide visitors and encourage them to take the action that you want them to take. If you want them to make an appointment, you need to make it obvious and very easy for them to do that. I'd be amazed at how many websites just leave people to sort of find their own way. It really doesn't help. The third thing that you can do is relook at your website copy. Is your website copy compelling enough for visitors to realise that you understand the issue that they have and that you can provide the solution? And I think we can all improve the copy on our website. Sometimes it's just small tweaks that are needed to take something that doesn't work into something that's magnetic. But sometimes it's a complete rewrite and a good copywriter is really worth their weight in gold. The third thing to consider is whether visitors to your website have the information that they need. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you will probably realise that I have a real bugbear of websites which don't give you any indication of price. And I talked in episode number 12, so going back some time, all about why you should have prices on your website. But lots of people, and I have done this many times, have come across something online and think, yes, this sounds like something that I actually really could be interested in. But there's no prices listed. And if that's the case, I, and I know many other people do exactly the same, will almost always leave the website without getting in contact to find out the cost. And the reason for that is because it takes effort to find out the cost. And I know if I contact somebody, if they haven't put prices on their website, chances are they will want to get into a dialogue about what it is that I'm after before they will give me a price. And that takes time and more effort. And, you know, I'm British. <laughs> There's potentially the embarrassing decline when we find out that we're miles apart on price. So I know I'll rarely contact a business to find out the price and that I'm not alone in this. 
As well as price, people might wonder whether you work with people like them. Because we all want to find somebody to help us who work with people like us. So how do you do that? Well, through testimonials, case studies and images. These are really good ways to show the kind of people that you help. Or there might be some other key piece of information that they need to know before they know whether your service might work for them. Like where you're based if it's in-person services. And it's interesting because when I build websites for clients, quite often clients will forget to include where they're based on their homepage. And I always encourage them to push it on there even if they work online. Because people like to know where you're based. And certainly if you're offering one-to-one services, they really do need to know um, where you're based. And it's worth asking for somebody, asking somebody else to take a look at your website and see if they can think of any key information that you're missing. And it might be that you have something like a frequently asked questions section, which covers off anything that you may not have covered in your main copy. And the fourth and final thing that you can do, which I'm going to talk about on this episode, is whether you've got the right services for the people that you are attracting. So I talked about the fact that you might be attracting the wrong kind of people. And if there is a mismatch between the people that you're attracting and your services, then obviously there are two things that you can do. One is that you can try and change the people that you're attracting. And the other thing is change your services. What I certainly wouldn't suggest you do is try and sell your services to people who are completely unsuitable. But you can relook at your services. So maybe you offer one-to-one services, but the people who are visiting your website with the problem that you're looking to solve actually want to work with a group, either for cost or community reasons. Or maybe they want to work online and you offer in-person services or vice versa. So you can try offering different services to solve the same problem and see whether that has an impact. So I just want to wrap up by reminding you that fixing conversion issues is one of the best things you can do to get more clients from your website. But unlike with a leaky bucket, where you can see pretty clearly where the holes are, can be difficult to know where the holes are that you need to plug on your website. Analytics tools like Google Analytics can give you clues. It might be that you're attracting the wrong kind of website visitor, one that's never going to buy. In which case, you need to change your marketing to attract people who might become clients or change your offer to appeal to the people that you really are attracting. It might be that the people that you're attracting don't think they're ready to buy yet. Can you change your layout, give more information and make your copy more compelling so they decide to take action now? Or at least help them stay in touch by signing up to your emails or social media. And of course, it might be that visitors to your website are just not persuaded by what you have to offer. And I think we all know this is probably the biggest reason. If this is the case, then you need to rethink your layout and your copy so that they can easily find all the information they need to make the right decision. 
So I hope that is helpful. I think we can all work on the conversion of our website. Certainly I can as well. That's it for this week. Next week is the 50th episode of the podcast. So I'm doing something a little bit different next week. So you will need to listen uh, next week to find out what that is. Have a good week, everybody. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.